Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. When it comes to making changes that matter, can one person really make a difference? Our next guest thinks so. He's John Izzo, author of Stepping Up, How Taking Responsibility Changes Everything. John, you say that nearly every situation in our lives, from career, personal life, business, to even problems in society, can be solved if we look to ourselves to make these changes rather than looking to others. But it seems most organizations are really designed to limit the influence of a single person, especially somebody at a lower level. What would you say to that? All of us really forget how powerful we really are. When we ask this question, what can I do about this rather than what someone else should do about it? You know, the moment we ask that question, instead of what can someone else do, the whole game shifts. Whether it's a relationship and I ask, how can I bring more romance instead of what my partner should be? I'm in a workplace and instead of saying the boss should do something about morale, I ask, what could I do about morale? The moment I look at something in the world like global warming or poverty or something that concerns me, and instead of saying the president should do something, I say, I wonder what I could do about this. It's an incredibly empowering question, and it's the right question, I think, if you want to both feel successful and make a difference. John, how many people would you say the average person can really influence? And in your book, by the way, I thought you have a great story there about your airline trip. I think you called it five rows of influence, something like that. The story you're talking about is about an experience I had on an airplane. I'm a pretty positive guy, but I found myself sitting in an incredibly negative group of people complaining about their boss, complaining about the airline, complaining about life. And to be honest, I kind of caught the virus within a few minutes, so I'm complaining too. And about five rows in front of us, there was a young boy, about maybe two years old, who kept trying to look over the seat to see everybody on the airplane. And make a long story short, about 40 minutes into the flight, he finally got his head over the seat and he saw all of us and he just smiled. And within about a minute, he transformed the mood of the five rows behind him. And riding there on the airplane, I realized, you know, almost every problem is a five rows problem. You know, morale in a workplace is a five-rows problem. Every person needs to do what they can do in their five rows of influence. They can't influence 20 or 30 or 100 rows, just maybe five rows around them. Global warming, a five-rows problem, you know. And you keep thinking about it. If I ask what I can do in my five rows of influence, instead of worrying about what someone else is doing in theirs, that's how change happens. And if you really think about it, almost every big problem in the world is really just the aggregate of what's happening in those five rows, whether it's in a company, in a community, or or in the world. You talk about sort of a ripple effect that can happen, which can go beyond those five rows. We surveyed about 600 people to ask them, why don't you step up? And what really struck me is that about 60% of the people said the number one reason they did not step up, take initiative, try to change things, is they said, I'm only one person, it won't matter if I do. Two things we forget when we say I'm only one person. The first is what I call aggregate influence. So let me give an example. You're at work, everyone is complaining all the time and in a negative mode. If I decide to stop complaining and talk about what's working or talk about solutions, it's true I'm only one person. But imagine if I start doing it and then 10 or 20 other people start doing it, aggregately you change the company. Same thing with something as simple as, well, what if I don't use a plastic bag at the grocery store? That's not going to save the planet. But imagine millions of people making that simple choice every day. That's what I call aggregate influence. 
So the world can't change because we change, but it can't change if we don't change because the change comes from the aggregate. And finally, as you said, this idea of the responsibility ripple, which is once we act, everything changes. If you doubt that, just be in the break room at work one day, and if everyone's complaining or gossiping about someone, for example, say something positive about that person. And what you'll suddenly see is you'll create a ripple. And I would suggest in everything in life that's true, in a relationship, in a community. We're talking with John Izzo, Ph.D., who is author of Stepping Up, How Taking Responsibility Changes Everything. John, what would you say to somebody who wants to speak up but they're afraid they might get into trouble? First of all, I've worked with about 600 companies all over the world, so I think I have a pretty good idea of how people are seen at work, because I work with a lot of leaders and CEOs. And In the book, I talk about some research that shows that actually people who speak up and challenge things at work are actually rated more highly and more likely to get promoted than people who stay silent. And the interesting thing is that I think the mythology at work is that, yes, people get ahead. But I think what's really true is that constructive irritants get ahead. You know, it's true, people who are finger-pointing and blaming and just saying somebody else should fix this, they don't get ahead. But the people who speak up and say, hey, we've got a problem here, and look, I've got some ideas. We've got a problem here. Here's what I'm willing to do to get started to do something about it. These people actually get ahead. So the research actually is quite the opposite. If you're a yes person or a complainer, you're not going to get promoted and get ahead. If you're a constructive irritant, someone who brings ideas and solutions and doesn't point fingers but speaks up, you're actually going to be rated more highly. And so I think this comes as a surprise to a lot of people. John, if I'm a parent, obviously kids are often told to hush up, don't interrupt. But if I want to encourage this kind of behavior in my children in a positive way, what suggestions would you have? We have to challenge our children to take responsibility. Like, let's give you a simple example. A note comes home from school. Maybe your kid has a difficult teacher. None of the students like that teacher. The note comes home and, you know, little Johnny says to you, you know, Mom, it's the teacher, it's not me. But here's the interesting thing I like to ask parents. Which do you think that your child will learn more from? Taking responsibility for the 1% or 2% of the problem that's actually theirs We're focusing on the 90% of the problem that they or you think is the teacher's problem. So I think, first of all, it begins by saying, you know, Johnny, maybe she is a difficult teacher, but how do you think you've contributed? What do you think you could do to make it better? That's one of the ways we teach our children to take responsibility. What can you do about it rather than the situation? And then the second thing is when we give people responsibility, they act responsibly. I tell a funny story about my my stepson who used to love buying expensive clothes. We got tired of all the requests. So one year we just gave him an annual clothes allowance and said, look, it's your responsibility to manage it. If you run out of money on January 31st, too bad. We're not giving you anything else. Suddenly he's buying discount T-shirts, you know, and not buying expensive ones anymore and feeling good about it, but we gave him responsibility, so he took responsibility. So it's a kind of an ironic thing. John Izzo, author of Stepping Up, How Taking Responsibility Changes Everything, and you can learn more at his website, steppingupforchange.com. John, thanks so much for joining us today on InfoTrack. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.